Okay. Ready? One, two, three. No. There we God. go. Wait, wait that, that was, was good. That was good. That was, yeah, good. was good. Man, that sounded like I was way early. No, no, you were you're, good. There. You're three hours ahead of me. Remember? Okay, excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dicey D20. It's your boy, the DM, and Prime Noah. as I go by on uh, on many of my gaming channels, but just kidding. Uh, my name is Noah, and uh, we got our players here, our Bright Lord. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. I love it's it. It's been a while. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we have Fievel Mazenthrov. Fievel's back, ready Fievel's to go. Back. The, the fan favorite, believe it or not. Recent I disagree. polls suggest yeah, Fievel is the uh, the favorite of of the fans, and then the least favorite, Tyson McKay. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's, it's the violence. People love violence. Just just start strangling people. Did you not watch the last episode? <laughs> I was extremely violent. <laughs> okay, I had to rile everyone up though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some really cool stuff going on in the Dicey D twenty multiverse in our lore in our uh, in our social media as well uh, we had a recent t-shirt giveaway so congrats to at scott dowd 28 at d tracy martin and at sven gradolny gradolny wow. good, pro- good pronunciation thank you i tried really hard man i i don't i, I read that like four times prior to the pod no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a we had an awesome T-shirt giveaway. Everyone got to pick their colors, pick their sizes. Uh, those shirts are in the mail on the way. If not, uh, our guys are still in touch with you, and we are figuring out shipping and all that kind of fun stuff. So, I ladies will and not gentlemen, touch them. Uh, what I is the not. what is the website again where we do the T-shirts? It's t t something tpublic.com. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's the website, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can head there, pick out cool T-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies. We even have pillows. And mugs. Just start your day with the Dicey D20 (laughs) podcast, a little bit of coffee in that mug. Just start your day off right. But we are hopping back in to our world of Norian. Last we left off, a little bit of a recap for our listeners. The prisoners are freed, miraculously. Finally. Tyson McKay can finally claim to be a freed slave. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Halfway through the season. For now. Finally got my title. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, the The Bright Lord did not help at all. Uh, he was I sh- there. I just want to throw that was... out there. No, he watched. I watched. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he just didn't want to harm anyone. You know, Bright Lord stuff. I think he wanted to pick the winning side, to be honest. Well, if I play my cards right and the, and the <laughs> frogs win, I can stay here and eat slugs forever. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, the the prisoner humans and the lizard folk ran towards the mangroves, the, the wooded areas of the swamp, towards uh, the lizard folk encampment. Currently, our Bright Lord is standing kind of off to the side on the steps of the wooden podium where Vox has his throne, okay? There's a bunch of dead bullywugs in and around the main mud area that's used for... Welcome. Uh, that was all me. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know if it was all you. I mean, there was it was a team effort, right? Um, so, so there's a bunch of dead bullywugs. Stumps overturned. The tables and food kind of sprayed everywhere, okay? Drunken, passed out, dead bullywugs just left, right, and center. Vox stands there. Sword kind of... He's He looks kind of sad, to be honest. I mean, you know, he's a king. This is his <laughs> realm. He, uh, his, his sword's kind of hanging at his side. He looks a little bit defeated. He's, he kind of, like, croaks slowly and looks... And then as he looks at the, the uh, large lizard folk, Vanta... And then he looks to the Fievel Mazenthrov, who he just saw jump off of a cage and trident someone in the chest, blood splattered <laughs> everywhere. 
It looks like a scene from Dexter. And then uh, and then Tyson McKay, whose eyes are fiery red. He's you know still flames kind of like swirling around his fingertips. The guy looks like if he could shit his pants, he would. But you know, damn right I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him before I strangle him. Take your time, Vox. So Vox stands on the podium. He looks around and then kind of begins to like stutter and speaks in bullywug. He says, "Please, please take, take whatever you want." Rogar, grab him. <laughs> I go and grab him. <laughs> Do you know his name? I know Rogar's yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, right. We've been he... together for like eight sessions I, now. I'm the newbie. We've been chained up since uh, episode one. Shit. Yeah. No, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> all about that. No, uh, it was only last week. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, <clears throat> no, but uh, okay. So uh, you say Ro- Rogar grab him. Yes. To which Rogar does or responds. Do you have to roll for that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be a grapple check. Well, speaking's a free action. If you want to do anything else, you would have to roll. You can say yes or no, and then either grab him or not. That's <laughs> like if you want to live, uh, you're going to be coming with us. But if not, then sorry, it'll have to end this way. God. What about the slugs he fed you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they good. So uh so Vox looks to the Bright Lord and then just kinda his hand slips, he drops his ceremonial scimitar, <sighs> that really cool jewel encrusted golden hilted blade. Dibs. And he puts his hands up and he says, What whatever you want. But it just sounds like croaks and ribbits to you, Bright Lord. Uh, the only one who actually understands right now is Tyson McKay. He says he's going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) They're escaping. No, they're not. (laughs) No, they really are escaping. He's lying. (laughs) Well, I know... I do actually yell that at you, too, by the way. What? I I yell, he's going to kill you. Oh. Well, he has no sword in his hand. That would be the intelligent thing to think about, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... I'm just going to kind of look at Tyson and say, like, he has no weapons in his hand. Like, how's he going to kill me? (laughs) Look at those slimy hands. <laughs> Show them right down your throat. Yeah, I I leave this in Tyson McKay's court. I really don't know where you think it's going to go from here, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, he said he's going to strangle you with his tongue. That would be a weird thing to do. You saw how he ate those slugs. Yeah, he just... Anyways, yeah. I, I just grab him and, uh, like, secure him so he can't do anything since I'm getting... Throw him on the ground. Like, threat step notes. on him. Okay, so so hands behind his back. Are you kind of putting him on his knees? Or are you throwing him off the podium? Or are you just kind yeah. of, like, holding him hands oh, behind his... Spire to kick him on a, on his knees, yeah. Okay, so you know he made us kneel before him, so I'm gonna make him kneel. Before yeah, us. kick his knees out. Yeah, okay. So so are you gonna kick the back of his leg? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So you, you kick the back of his leg. I'm not gonna make you roll. It's pretty simple. You got him grappled. Uh, you got his hands behind his back. Uh, Bullywug women, children, and some of the elder men and oh those God. who aren't even though some of them are super intoxicated still from the the crazy party that went on um, <laughs> some of them are not and they all start to come out and they stand in between the small spaces between their waddle and dub huts and they kind of watch uh with big wide frog eyes as their leader gets put to his knees oh okay he says scatter before they die he says <laughs> I, I will give you anything you want please I uh, can i step up onto the podium you may all right i do so and then, so, so like the bullywugs are gathered around us, correct? Well, these aren't fighters; these aren't soldiers. And, and if any of them are, their weapons are kind of like hanging at their sides. There, you've taken the king, 
and yeah. they're not gonna make any moves uh, against you guys. They 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 see all the dead bullywugs, blood and mud, just just intermingled together on the ground. They don't really want any part of this. So they're just kind of watching us right now. They're watching the spectacle. You know, it's, okay. it's traditional within, and this isn't something that you guys would know, but something maybe cool for the listeners to know. Bullywugs are are not your typical. They don't overthrow by means of force. When a bullywug who is the leader has a bunch of wealth and has done pretty well for the the tribe, uh, he is he is uh, you know well liked. But sometimes there are bullywugs who want that power. They won't just outright challenge him. They won't just go ahead and kill him either because that's considered to be dishonorable. Not that they believe in honor, but for them it's just it's not 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 kosher. So what they end up doing is they'll they'll subvertly take power. They'll frame him for something, or they'll send the party out to get slaves, and you know they'll stab him in the back, and then you know they'll make it look like someone else did it. They're very sneaky motherfuckers. So these guys are just watching, waiting. You see a couple of them looking around, like shifting their eyes to the other bullywugs in the camp. Already, they're thinking about who's becoming the bullywug king next. Okay, sit on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> I am your king now. Too long have the most folk been downtrodden. <laughs> no, no, I. I... I look out on among the the Bullywug people. I turn back to Vox. I say, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, roughly that translates to, uh, <laughs> you you have to take your people away from here and never come back if you want to live. Okay, so so Vox looks to you and says, you you will let me live? No, <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> did you have to? Were you promised to kill him or just free the slaves? Just yeah, free, free the slaves. <laughs> Okay. He's an obstruction, though, and that might trigger me. (laughs) Triggered. What doesn't trigger you? (laughs) So so I tell him we'll let him live if he takes his takes the people away his people away from here. He says, "But if if we if we go to the north, there are hobgoblins, and and far far to the 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 east, there are far worse things in the swamp. This is our home." I grab him by the scruff of his neck, and I say, "It's flabby and 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 moist." But sure. Nice. I, Good. <laughs> I say it's moist, Fievel. <laughs> I, I nod. I, I, I actually no. I don't assume I know because I did strangle. I don't actually know your name either. So you don't. <laughs> um, so I grab I grab the scuff of his neck and I say, "Leave now, or you won't be able to leave." But oh. beforehand, can we grab our treasure back? <laughs> Okay, so so Vox looks to you and says, "Of course, I will leave. Just let me pack my things," he says, "and I will go." No, now. <laughs> ah, but how do you expect me to survive without my my items? My people must get their personal possessions. And he begins to like you know cough and splutter a little bit. He seems a little nervous. He says, "I also need need my my personal effects." That's that's not my problem. <laughs> blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Please just give me give me five minutes. You have two. Okay, so uh, he waits for uh, the bright lord to release him so that he can stand. Which I do. Okay, right. I, I I nod to him and tell him to release. But yeah. I'd like so the bright lord releases him. Vox then stands and in bullywug he yells at a couple of the stronger men. He says, "Come quick, grab my personal items." Uh, so I say, "You have two minutes to get ready." Okay. But, he look but, he looks at two of the the stronger bullywug males. I'd like to grab my 100 gold that I gave that he took away from me. Okay. Uh where are you looking for that or are you asking for it or what what's going on? Yeah, I'm going to ask him for it. I'm okay, assuming so it's in his big treasure box. Do you want me so, to translate for you? So Vox looks back to you 
as Tyson McKay translates. I do. Uh, and Vox says, oh, oh, where did all my gold go? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think during the fight someone stole it. I'm doing insight check. 17. Ooh, nice! You beat him. So, nice. uh, you you think he's you think he's lying, man? You think uh, no one took the gold? You think he's trying to worm his way out with uh, his winnings? I say I don't buy it, Vox. Where's okay. your gold? <laughs> we'll we'll only take what was taken from us. No more. He says, "Okay, okay, just what we took from you." Okay, okay, I agree. He says, uh, uh. two men <laughs> come out of his hut with a cart." Uh, which has wooden wheels, and they are carrying three large chests. He walks over to them. You guys are all still standing on the podium. He opens one of the chests. You guys can't see what's inside because, you know, he opens it, uh, and he's looking kind of at you guys greedily. You hear, like, <laughs> coins shuffling around in uh, a rapid patter, and then he uh, he waddles over and tosses down the bag of 100 gold pieces that he took from our Bright Lord. I pick it up and keep it. All right. I say, hurry on your way now. He says, oh, thank you so much. You are so, you are so kind. So, so, so honorable. He says, now let's go, let's go. So people, <laughs> bullywugs, I should say, grabbing their personal effects, begin to march off into the distance. They are heading northeast. Mark that down, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you want to hunt him down. <laughs> okay. So, you guys stand now in the deserted remains of the bullywug camp. Tents kind of falling over. Houses broken. Uh, in shambles, lots of dead bullywugs all around, and a small treasure or fortune is currently wheeling its way across the swamp away from you guys. So uh, that's that's Gucci. I uh, I like how honorable you guys. My, my other crews would have demolished that. Listen, Tyson McKay is chaotic, but he's also chaotic good. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, don't steal from the murderous bullywugs. They weren't killing anyone necessarily. No, they were just no, no, enslaving no. them. Yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> they, they fed them. They, yeah. they saved us, yeah. too. They did save us from the hobgoblins, so... Well, they saved you to enslave you. Yeah, I like them better than the hobgoblins. They didn't kill my mom, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's not but a few minutes later, as you guys kind of stand looking at each other, obviously Tyson McKay and the Bright Lord have some history together, being uh, fellow prisoners on the you. road. <laughs> Fievel also there. Now it's free player interaction. If you guys want to have some conversations... You're definitely welcome to do so. If you want to introduce yourselves, uh, go for it. Uh, I leave it totally up to you guys. I say, Mouse Man. <laughs> I'm... Okay. I, I don't respond to that. No, you just look away? No. I, I turn around and I walk towards Jack Bauer and I mount him. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mouse Man. <laughs> Mouse Man who's on the toad. Mouse Boy? What do you want? What is your name? This is this none of your business. Ooh, mysterious. I just wanted to, to thank you for the help. It's not a problem at all. Like I said, I wasn't here for you. Ooh. I was here for the lizard folk. Oh. And now I must return. Why would a why would a mouse man be helping lizard folks? I don't have time for this. I have a lady to check up on. Uh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> the reason why you didn't hear this before is because it's mud, and you would usually hear the sound of horse hooves on stone or even dirt or roads, uh, anything like that. However, you do not, did not hear, nor did you see, in the early hours of the morning, three horses riding towards the Bullywood camp, and they come and approach behind Jack Bauer and behind your boy Fievel. And when he says, I have a lady to go see, one of them says, Not so quick there, mouse. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. All right. So they're behind Jack Bauer? Correct. They're, they're about 20 feet behind you. Three knights 
clad all in heavy metal armor, very medieval-like. They ride on three different horses, one of them on a horse that is nearly entirely black with wisps of gray and white in its mane. He is kind of out front of this three-person triangle. I guess that would that would be a triangle. Yeah, three points triangle. Yes, awesome. that's correct. Thank you very much. And then uh, to his right, a knight sits atop a horse that is brown and white, and on the left, a mottled gray horse. The riders, all clad in this medieval armor, uh, have banners and colors of their armor, which uh, is white and blue. They're heavily armed. This you can tell just by looking at them. Long swords, short swords, spears. They seem to be decked out. The one man removes his helm. It reveals an olive-toned skin with black hair that's cut short. It looks like a just a, a purely functional haircut. He's not winning any beauty contests. Turn not that he's up. bad looking, in case any of you guys are interested. He has quite the, the scar over his right eye. Uh, it does not impact his vision. It just kind of hits at the at the brow and then follows through on the cheek. It's nearly white. He has some scruff on his face, not a long beard, more short, almost goatee-like, but it's more filled in along the along the, the chin. And his armor is kind of adorned with a, a couple furs. So as he removes his helmet, he says, You don't mind if we talk for a minute, do you? It depends. What are we talking about? Well, so long as we have such hospitable surroundings, I suppose we take a seat. And have a little chat. Sure, welcome to our village. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a fucking deception check. <laughs> oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> uh, six. Oh, this is your village, he says. We haven't signed the lease or anything yet, but uh, <laughs> the old tenant has moved out, so... Oh, yes, I was familiar with the old tenant, actually. A, uh, a slimy frog by the name of Vox. That Tell is me, correct. Do you know where I could find him? He went that way. Which way are you pointing? I point southeast. (laughs) Oh my god. God. (laughs) So towards the trees, uh, a few kilometers away. Yes. He he looks that way, and then he looks off. He kind of takes a deep breath and smells, and he says, A recent fight, boys. And maybe even a little bit of a party beforehand. Well, it looks like we certainly missed some fun. It's a good good nose on you, sir. Yes, I pride myself on my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Alright No, but he looks and he says So you're telling me Vox and his bullywugs headed into the mangroves They were pretty drunk I do believe that (laughs) But even dumb drunk No frog would head towards the mangroves It's suicide Alright sir, I must ask Why do you need to know? Why do I need to know? Well, I suppose it'd be rude if I didn't introduce myself My name is Orin Orin of the Knights of the New Moon my brothers here and I are stationed at Ryberry, and there's been a string of kidnappings. Naturally, we looked for hobgoblins, and everyone knows the Bullywugs are no strangers to imprisonment and slavery. Well, I can fill you in on two of those things. Uh, <laughs> so, two for two, buddy. I actually know a fair amount about slavery. I've been enslaved my whole life. <laughs> uh, this is my first uh, two minutes free, actually, and it's not looking good with you guys. <laughs> Are you saying we take slaves? I don't know. I don't trust anyone at this moment. Well, if there was anyone you could trust, it would be the Knights of the New Moon, my friend. We have no quarrel with any being that has no quarrel with us. We stand for all that's just and right in this rotten, forsaken world. 
Ooh. These guys sound like my uh, my group. Yeah, they of sound knights. like your kind of boys. Yeah, I say very well. What what do you need with? So you're searching for Vox to see if they have slaves. He slips off his horse, as do his two companions, and he walks towards the podium, which he leans against and fiddles with the hilt of his sword. Disappearances back in Ryberry are unseen. Never before have we seen such such death, if you can call it that. Entire families disappeared. The crops go untended. Some lay dead in the streets. Imprisonments or perhaps kidnappings gone wrong, we're not sure. But no one has any idea. I was able to speak with a hobgoblin emissary of Creole's band in the north. And, uh, no luck there. Hobgoblins tend to claim responsibility for these kind of things. Bullywugs are a little bit more, well, subtle, I guess you could say. And isolated in their swamps. So we figured we'd head here. But it is just the three of us. Well, I can promise you that Vox did not have the slaves that you were looking for, I guess, because there wasn't that many of us, and the ones that they did have were from my village and lizard folks. Lizard folk? They're not, uh, they're not slave takers, are they? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but I think your boy Fiebel here would know more about that. You don't know me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, I think the mouse folk would know more about that. As, as far as I know... I've been among these other beings for a little time now, and they're a peaceful culture such as my own, and I did not see any enslavement of any kind. And if there was, I mean, it would have been pretty hard of them to, I guess, hide that sort of thing. The village isn't that big. If it's all the same to you, mouse folk, I'd like to accompany you back to this village, just to clear their names. And if anything, maybe find out what they know about these disappearances. Before entering their village, I would definitely have to ask their leader. I can't just let some people come in. I hardly know you guys. It it could all be an act that you guys are some knights. Maybe some mercenaries have to kill lizard folk. I don't know. Well, I suppose that's fair. Not wise to trust every soul you meet on the road. But you have my word that we are knights of the new moon. And in this world, we stand for all that is good. So he, okay. you can do an insight check if you like, and then see if you believe him. Let's do it. A six, a nine. Oh, a nine, three, so it's a twelve. Uh, to the best of your insight ability, he seems to be telling the truth. Yeah, seems pretty clean. Bright Lord, yeah. what do you think about these guys? I trust them. They seem pretty respectful. Uh, finding their people, I trust. Most respectful guy I've seen in months. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is actually uncommonly pleasant for your group. Except for that old man. He was kind, and I loved him. <laughs> yeah. He sure know how to shook, shake those shackles, <laughs> I tell ya. You just gotta so, shake them. <laughs> just, sh- <laughs> just shake them around. So, Orin uh, gestures to the right towards a more slender-built knight who removes his helmet. He says, this is Luthien, son of Amos. And he is my apprentice. And to my left, this is Lothian. Lothian, one of the greatest dual wielders I've ever met. Deadly in combat. Hmm. Nice to meet you guys. If, per se, you were to follow me back to the camp, I would ask that you guys go ahead of uh, Jack Bauer here, and I will trail behind you. What if we stayed at camp with them here? It's only, how far away is it? It's not too far. We could stay at camp here and rest up and... You can go and talk to the leader of the lizard folk and make sure it's okay before we come in. Or, Seems... I guess if we're invited as well. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a good plan, fireman. 
my name is Tyson. <laughs> Tyson McKay. I didn't ask. I fireman. I just told you, okay? <laughs> Calls him fireman. <laughs> well, I'm. I will be off to go talk with the leader, and I will return with his uh, final decision. Very well, mess man. We will ride behind you and wait at the edge of the mangroves. Wait, I thought we were camping out here with them. Says, well, how long will it take for him to go search and go get uh, the say-so from the lizard folk? This camp can be ambushed from many different angles. And if it's all the same with you, I'd like to know where I'm riding to. We could also do this, like, while the two other knights stay with us and then the the leader goes with Justin. True, true. We could stay with the two knights and then the leader could ride in with just Fievel. So Oren looks to Fievel and says, What do you think, Mouse? Yeah, I can go with that. And if anything goes south, I'm sure we have enough to kill you or I'll do it myself. <laughs> so, Oren, let's roll to see how he reacts to that, actually. Ooh, pretty well. He looks to you and kind of grins. Uh, his teeth are actually pretty immaculate. Looks to be in pretty good shape. Not not your <laughs> typical medieval Norian toothy, toothy gape. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he looks to you grins and says, oh, I'm sure you'd put up a fight quite nicely. Oh, God. Pervert. (laughs) (laughs) So, he mounts his horse, and Steed, he looks to Luthien and Lothian, and says, boys, take care while I'm gone. I say, let's start a fire, and then I wink at at, uh, the Bright Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So, Oren begins to trot off towards the mangroves. I I suppose, Fievel, you're on your way as well? I am croaking on over as, <laughs> excellent uh, yes the ride back uh, does not take too long Jack Bauer's size has increased ladies and gentlemen he is huge now not just large so his fat ass is trying to slip through some pretty narrow spaces <laughs> he's like a very very large lady trying to fit into spandex and it's just there's 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 ripples that are flowing over top of the spandex it's like the worst of Walmart I don't know if you guys ever watched those videos on YouTube the worst of Walmart yeah yeah, it's, it's basically all that just packaged into one giant fat toad. Tyson doesn't know what this Walmart is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can, I, this is... can I roll to understand this Walmart? <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, <laughs> but it takes no more than a half an hour of trudging through the mangroves. Actually, a little bit longer because, you know, your toad's pretty fucking fat. Let's go with 45 minutes. I think that's fair. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. At some points, you got to get off and push like an old Cadillac. <laughs> Uh, and you make it deal. to the outskirts of the lizard folk village. What would you like to do? I look to him and I say, wait here, I'll be back. He looks and around I... and he says, where are the people? Around. He looks around and he says, well, either they're very fucking good at hiding <laughs> or they're gone. <laughs> do a perception check. See if I right. will. I'm going to do a <laughs> perception check. <laughs> Go for it. That is a nat 20. Shit. Your ultra-perceptive mouse eyes see that there is, uh, there is, in fact, no one here. The lizard folk village is completely cleared out, and there are signs of struggles. Black God. arrows pierce out of vegetation and vines that grow on top of this ancient temple ruins, and there are a few dead lizard folk in the walkways between these large temple ruins. Arda! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I disembark from Jack Bauer and I kind of like rush over to where Arda was. Okay, Oren quickly dismounts, sheathing, unsheathing, I should say, a great longsword. When I say great, great longsword, I don't, 
I don't mean you know <laughs> I don't mean it's a you know it's it's just a really cool long sword. It's a long sword, but it looks great. And he and he looks to you and sorry, you looked at him and said what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I thought yeah. you said I turn around and say ooh. Oh, yeah, exactly. What his, he said. His shiny. <laughs> oh, like, sword. yes. Uh, All this shit kinda, is happening, and he's, he's baffled by the he sword. He holds the sword and in one hand, and with another hand, kind of outstretched in front of him, he turns and uh, and points the sword towards entrances, openings, anywhere that an ambush can be laid from. Uh, and he says, "Best move quiet, mouse boy." Good idea. Yeah, I would stealthily move into the village and make my way to uh, where Arta is, or where she was last seen by me. Oren pulls back the purple banner, which covers the door, okay, and quickly slides in, uh, sword first, as though to penetrate whatever's there, and continues to walk forward to the center of the Drakta, turning and spinning as Fievel Mausenthrov, I'm assuming you follow. Yep. On the table, where Arda was, there is Arda. <gasps> She's that could there. have been worded better, but it's fine. <laughs> She's, she, is, she is there. She has not been taken. She seems to be coming in and out of consciousness. She goes silent for a few seconds, then wakes and says, Help! Uh, uh, and then she falls back into unconsciousness. Oren looks around and says, Tend to her, quick. Help her! Lift me! <laughs> <laughs> so Oren lifts up the mouse folk, who then like looks over top of Arda. She looks a little bit better. Some of the bones setting in the casts that were created. They're they're more so just uh, wooden splints, to be honest, like two strong branches then tied together with string, twine, uh, and ropes in order to set the bones back to where they were. As she wakes again and looks into your eyes, she says, Oh, Fievel, uh, I couldn't stop them. Uh. I, I put my little mouse finger on her mouth and say, Shh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> okay. um, and then I'm going to cast Cure Wounds immediately. Okay, nice. Roll me a d8. Uh, d8 coming your way. That is an 8. Oh, wow. So 8 plus your spellcasting modifier is added to Artist Help. Plus 3. So 11. Okay. From behind, footsteps approach, and Orin stealthily walks across the mud ground, making nary a sound. Does he just drop me? Well, I mean... He sets you down, if hey, you'd like. Or he could hold on to me and throw me at him. <laughs> Jesus. No, so he sets you down. Then he walks over stealthily to right beside the entranceway. He holds his sword poised, ready to jab whoever comes in to stab them. The purple banner is pushed back, and two small lizard folk children walk through. Kill them. <laughs> okay, Warren begins to make for the strike, but then he stops as they both look and... <gasps> They gasp, and then they run over to Arda's side and say, We tried to stop them. We tried. Not hard enough. <laughs> she says, It's okay. It's okay, children. It's okay. You're safe now. She looks to Fievel and says, It's far worse than we thought. What? Explain. Our people, they were they were taken. By? Okay? I, I couldn't see. I was fading in and out of consciousness. And then she looks to the stu- two small lizard folk children. It's Root who speaks first. Root looks and says, they were snakes, but but they were people. Sandy Hagwins. <laughs> oh They're back! <laughs> Jesus, get the hell out of here. This, this won't make sense to any of the listeners unless they know the very first, I think, big encounter that these players ever had in their D&D careers was against San Hagwins 
they became known as Sandy Hagwins to the group. They actually <laughs> killed a fair amount of, of their men, and uh, they downed you guys a couple times. Okay, so the small lizard folk male, Root, says it was snake-like people taking them away. I turn to Orin and ask if any of that description means anything to him. So he looks for a second, he says, snake-like. Well, I've never seen anything like it, but of course there are the legends. You know, I've seen more of Norian than most, and lived to tell the tale. If he is talking about snake-like people, he's probably talking about Yon-Ti. Do you mind telling me a little bit more about Yon-Ti? He says, at a later time, my friend, we're dangerously outnumbered if we stay here. The Drakthe could be a defensible position, but we need more men. I need my knights, and you need your friends. This is true. We're friends now, eh? Yeah, I didn't even get to introduce myself. <laughs> he thinks you guys are friends. Oh, wow. How mistaken he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid Orin. No, he, so he looks to you and says, I can, uh, I can uh, defend the girl and the children. You have to head out, though. You know your way through the mangroves, and I do not. Okay, and you, you want me to go get your men? He says, yes. Tell them that the knights call upon them. Okay. They'll know what it means. I ask him to lift me to <laughs> to my lady. So he pulls over a stone stool, oh. which uh, sits at one of the tables. Uh, it was not knocked over. So he pulls it over. He's going to make a strength check. They're pretty heavy. Ah, with a 10 plus 3, he makes it. I assist. <laughs> and he pulls... He, yeah, you're not helpful. You're so <laughs> and he pulls the stone uh, stool over. Quickly, though. You need to go. I just... I grab my lady's hand and I just kiss her on the hand and say I, I will return <laughs> so she kind of flutters in and out of consciousness uh, but she does catch it and she says be careful she wasn't even conscious and you kissed her Justin that's some Harvey Weinstein shit <laughs> see we can make few cur- current references <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay Bill Cosby no, <laughs> um, it, Oren puts his hand on your shoulder and he says come on lad time to go Okay, I hop down from the stone stool there, and I head towards Jack Bauer. You head out towards Jack Bauer. You can't help but feel like there are eyes on you at all times. Perhaps lizard folk who escaped and are watching and waiting, or perhaps something more sinister. Regardless, you mount your steed and head back through the mangroves towards the Bullywood camp. Yep, so we we do so at a fast pace. Excellent. So it takes you a little bit shorter... We're going to go 35 minutes on this one. You're hustling yep. as you head back towards the camp. The two knights are sharpening their swords. Their helms are off. The one, the younger one, Luth, as he likes to be called, is of the same complexion as Orin. He's got that olive-toned skin, a little bit longer, black hair, and bright blue eyes. As you approach, he stands quickly and gets his sword ready, but the other knight who still remains seated kind of taps his sword down with his own and puts it to the ground. He says, don't be so fucking jumpy. Okay, <laughs> That's Lothian who's speaking. <clears throat> Lothian is very, very pale-skinned. You know, some would call him a soulless ginger. Just kidding. He's not ginger. He uh, <clears throat> has black hair, raven black hair, and his eyes are a very dark color. Most likely, you know, kind of like a dark hazel, a little bit of green in there. And he's quite slender, but nonetheless tall. His hair is kind of, hair is flowing and long. So, uh, Luth puts his sword down and says, Sorry, our hero Fievel Mausenthrov approaches upon Jack Bauer. He looks to the group, 
kind of, you know, the toad kind of like slipping to the side. That way it's kind of, you know, like when a horse pulls up and it kind of pulls sideways and then he like turns his head to talk to his companions. You kind of do that. And you look to your companions and you say, Let's go get up. The knights call upon you. We need to rush okay. back to the village quick. So Bye. Luth acts very quickly. He sheaths his sword right away, begins to grab his pack, grabs his helm and runs towards his horse. Lothian takes a little bit more time and he says, So, Orin sent for us. Yes, we have to go now. I'll explain on the way. I figured you would. Now we turn over to Tyson McKay and Rogar Ragnak, who has just heard the news that you guys are are up and going. What would you guys like to do? I grab my equipment and start sprinting over. What's happened? We have to go. (laughs) There's no time to explain. Oh my god. There's some time, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Well, there's, there's been an attack. That's all I can say. We have to go now. My friends are in trouble. Okay. Yeah, I sprint over. We, I, can, we, can we ride your, your toad? <laughs> the toad is going to be hard, but, uh, but he's a huge creature. Two of you can comfortably fit on him. Hey. I, and one of you can fit on the back of one of the horses. I uh, ask Jack Bauer if, if he will let one of these other randoms mount him. So he kind of turns to look at you as you're mounted on him. You kind of see the kind of the corner of one of his eyes. He blinks like a very long blink <laughs> and then like turns to look away from you. It seems like kind of like a, a passive yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, first one aboard gets to ride the toad. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride the horse. Okay. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I hop on Jack Bauer. I point to Fireman and I say, hop on. <laughs> Thank you, Mouse Man. Go, Fireman, go. <laughs> Oh, can we okay. call you Brightman and then Mouseman and Fireman? There we go. Oh, we're wow. superheroes. <laughs> uh, so you guys hop on your mounts and head back towards the Lizard Folk Village. The journey is a little bit longer. You got more people. Plus, the horses aren't really used to walking through mangroves, which often have these very large pits or little tiny holes of muck, right? That go all the way almost to their knees at some point. So they're kind of making their way through the mangroves. Jack Bauer again, trying to squeeze that fat ass through those trees and you guys make it to the lizard folk village you lead them towards the drakta they dismount their horses tie them off uh, to a post outside jack bauer as you dismount kind of looks at you lazily slurps his tongue and waits for your command tell him if you want to eat you can but stay around us i might need you there's that long blink again and then he walks away (laughs) trudging through the mud he seems quite happy here. You know, it's pretty it's pretty home-like for him. The larger parts, at least, of the mangrove, where it's easy for him to walk. Mm-hmm. You guys head into the Drakta for our Bright Lord and our Planeswalker. You guys haven't really seen the Lizard Folk Town. These are ancient temple ruins. Whoa. Bits of gray stone which stand out of the mud, sometimes on odd angles, moss and vines growing all over them. The trees aren't as thick here. So some sunlight does come through, but it's a fairly overcast day. Uh, the village looks like it could house probably in and around 60 people, or lizard folk, I should say. Fancy. And it looks like crumbling ruins. Most of the doorways are, are open concept, but they have these banners, maybe indicating family heritage, maybe just whatever scraps they could find, which cover the entrances and exits. There are windows as well. Looks like they were made at a later time, a little bit less intricate stonework. And you guys uh, head towards the Drakta, that very large building. Yes. So upon entering, pushing that purple banner with the gold filigree aside, uh, you find Orin. Uh, He looks to you from the center and he says, saw you from the window. Cool story, bro. (laughs) 
Well, he just wanted to let you know that he was <laughs> the reason why he wasn't ready to pounce on you is because he saw you coming. Oh, okay. okay, I got it. I thought he was just yeah, Captain um, Obvious thing. Mm. So Lothian and Luth approach Orin, and Luth says, "What happened?" And Lothian looks to him and says, "What are we dealing with, boss?" So Orin looks to the others and he says, "I believe we're dealing with Yon T." Um, Arda kind of picks up from her unconsciousness and she says, "The Yon T are gone, extinct." over a thousand years ago. And then Oren looks to her and says, well, if they were extinct, someone forgot to tell this clan. Ha, I tell him the fellow's in because I've never heard of these Yanti before. Yanti, he says as he sits. Fievel kind of, I'm assuming, standing on that stone uh, stool and taking care of his beloved, as he so calls her. Of course. Everyone else kind of making themselves comfortable. He says, Yanti, a humanoid empire. From a forgotten age, before the second age, when men, elves, and dwarves ruled Norian, and before and the beginnings of the first age, the Yonti had massive land holdings all throughout Norian. They are a hybrid humanoid species, snake and human combined. They are treacherous and should not be taken lightly. They take prisoners and use them in dark rituals to attain greater power with their gods. Forgive me, I am not familiar with the particulars. I ran across a traveler once, who claimed there were Yonti still in the world. Uh, of course, this was just drunken bar talk, and I thought nothing of it. But, it appears this drunken swine was right. As far as their society, I know very little. If we want to learn more information, I don't know where to go. Mm. I'm gonna so, go outside and uh, start looking for clues. Okay, very good. boy. So... Our bright lord heads outside and begins to look for clues. Do you tell anyone, or do you just kind of walk out? <laughs> just pieces out. Uh, I'm gonna tell them. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tell them that I'm gonna look outside and see if there's any footprints or, or not footprints. Well, they're they're snake like people, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Then I'll look for like footprints or like maybe some skin that they shed off or something, just to track okay. them down. Yeah, for sure. Orin looks to you and says, "Hold up, slick. You're gonna want to pair up." If you're alone and they take you out, no one will hear you scream. Oh boy. I, I guess I'll take one of the knights with me. I'll go with you. Or yeah, I'll take Tyson with me. You're, you're safer with me, trust me. <laughs> so Tyson <laughs> Tyson and the Bright Lord are teamed up. Fievel, are you staying here or are you... Yeah, I mean, I'll stay. Okay, so Oren says, I'll stay with Fievel. No one should be on their own. And then Luth and Lothian are a team as well. Okay. You guys head through the houses looking for clues. Which stone structure would you like to take first? There is a bunch of smaller stone huts, for lack of a better word. One that's kind of larger right beside the Drakta, but it, it's still still a house. It looks to be like a dwelling, not so much like a storeroom or anything else. Um, there are. Wait, is there one on the edge of the town, basically? Not so much, I wouldn't say. They're actually pretty clustered. Okay. The lizard, the lizard folk are used to being attacked by bullywugs and other types of creatures from the swamp. They don't really have... They've learned their lesson from having outlying settlements. I don't know. We could check out the, like the small houses first. The yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll pick one of the smaller houses then first. Okay, there are three smaller houses to the left of the Drakta. Going through these, and I'm going to fast forward because going through them is pretty easy. There certainly looks like there were signs of struggles. Stone tables, chairs, overturned... A small doll lies on the ground in the mud in one of the houses. And aside from... 
Aside from per- <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna do with a, a small child's doll? You know what? I kept love notes last time. It's just, it's just they're nice collectibles, you know? Okay, well, it's not a fucking Easter egg, okay? It's, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you're not there either, so... Looking through these, these are very clearly just common lizard folk houses. There are small fire pits with small makeshift chimneys above them. Some of the tin and metal plates and bowls, some of them stone overturned, fire stomped out. Um, there is not much of anything to really take here. Any The lizard folk aren't really possession people. They don't really keep a lot of stuff. Okay. So you exit, and it looks like Lothian and Luth have headed to the other far side. There are eight more houses to the right of the Drakta in this small, almost sickle-shaped or hook-shaped settlement, with the Drakta being at the very, like, the 90-degree point, the turn. Mm-hmm. Um there's still that very large house right beside the Drakta, and then there's more houses that continue along. What would you like to do? Can we perception check along the woods to see if there's any signs of coming in or coming out? You mean, like, people, or you mean routes? I guess, like, routes, where people would be coming in or out. It appears that the largest one would be right at the... So those houses kind of follow along. At either end, one of them to the east, and then one of them to the south... So you've got the Drakta, eight houses. Along that kind of walkway, that's one of the very large uh, roadways out, or at least paths. And by large, I mean, you know, a few feet across. Then the other one is if you were to come out of the Drakta, head right along those three other houses, that seems to be the other main route out. Can I do a survival check for any uh, distinctly interesting footprints, like something out of the ordinary? For sure. Roll me d20. 11. The footprints appear mostly humanoid and lizard folk. Okay. There are a few slither-like tracks, which just looks like a large snake sidewinding through the mud. Okay. Th- that appears to be the most unique. Can I try and see if it's going in or out of the village? Romy D20. Oh boy, uh, that's a 23. Nice. Uh, you follow it, and it heads out of the village. And then something catches your eye. You look to your right, and you see a very large footprint, claw-like and heavy. It looks to be almost two and a half feet in length and it looks like it would just be the footprint of a very large lizard folk like a huge reptile Roger, I found something I head over have you ever seen anything like this before? only in my dreams (laughs) (laughs) sound like nightmares (laughs) no I've I've never seen footprints this big you find the large footprint (laughs) Uh, you see Lothian and Luth working their way towards the Drakta they're on the fourth house now what would you like to do? Are there any more houses on, a, like, where we are? No, there's no more houses on the left. There's just, the, the again, the large house to the right of the Drakta, and then one, two, three, three more houses to the right of that that haven't been checked yet. Can you check those? Yeah, okay. Can I grab a stick and mark the spot? Yeah, smart move. Okay, so you mark the spot with a stick, and then you head towards those other houses. Yeah. Which one would you like to search first? Probably the three ones that you said that were left, like, on the... Beside the Drakta. So, you... Sorry, wait, the th- three small ones? Yeah, or three small ones, was it? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, pull out three my small weapon, ones and way. one large one. Okay. And Rogar just said he's gonna pull out his... My yeah, spear. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, so you pull out your spear, uh, prepared. Which house are you entering? Furthest to the left. Yeah. Okay, so the large one beside the Drakta. Yeah. Okay, you pull aside another purple banner, and there's a fairly large residence here. Looks to be the residence of perhaps a leader 
perhaps the just the, the mayor, if lizard folk had a mayor, that would be his residence. There's a very large fire pit in the center of the room, and smoke would presumably billow out of the channel, the hole, in the center of the ceiling. There is a bed. It's been pulled apart uh, in the corner. It's just stone with furs and bedding on top of it, but that's all been pulled apart. There's a chest that's in the corner that's also been opened and rifled through. There's a bit of blood uh, that you can see on the, the kind of the ring of stones that make up this hearth fireplace in the center, and not much else. Mm. What would you like to do? Can I perception check the t- chest to see if there's anything left over? Uh, yes, you can. You But I don't need you to roll because you walk up and there's nothing inside. Okay. It's all been taken. Alrighty, then. Fuck. I uh, wanted to see. <laughs> Does that uh, trail of blood go anywhere, or is this just like some blood splattered? No, it appears to be a handprint. A claw print, really, if you think about it, because it's lizard folk. And it claws as though it grabbed towards the fireplace and pulled down, uh, maybe slipping down after it was hit. The coals are still warm and uh, smoking Ooh. slightly. <laughs> I perception check the fireplace to see if there's anything there he might be grabbing for. Roll me a d20. Uh, <laughs> six. So you look, you can't really see anything as far as things hidden near the fireplace, but you do see two knee impressions in the ground, as though someone was kneeling beside it, hmm. over top of it. Hmm. I feel like there's like a trap door or something. Yeah, that's what I think too. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, yeah, can I do a perception check just for like a, I don't know, like a switch or a lever or something? Sure, roll me d20. 17? Okay, so you don't find a switch or a lever. But as you look on the inside of the fireplace, you see beneath the ashes some stone, which looks kind of high for where the bottom of the fire pit looks to be. It looks a little bit out of place. I go over and investigate that stone. Okay, so you're brushing coals aside, or you uh, just sticking your hand in? or I'll, okay. I'll, I'll yeah, brush Nice, good coal. call. Yeah. <laughs> Fireman. So here. Tyson McKay takes no damage. Fireman <laughs> brushes the coals aside, and there is a tablet at the bottom of the fireplace. Black soot covers it. But it's clearly etched and engraved, and uh, it looks to be actually intact. Um, As you, I'm assuming, pull it out? I do. As you pull it out, you notice that there is a circle cut out from the stone at the top of this, which you now know to be a... uh, Bad time to forget words. A steely, which is just a relief carving stone. Sometimes used as markers, grave markers, or other important tablature. At the top of it, with that small cylindrical circle, that hole cut out of it, there is a gem which has been placed in the center. Mm. If Yevel were here, he would know that he'd seen it before, in the hands of Ozode, mm-hmm. Arda's grandfather, the leader of the lizard folk. Not Ochode. I say this is probably nothing important, then. No leader, <laughs> no leader probably lived here. <laughs> yeah, just break it apart. Um, there is a to- The gem is topaz in color, so kind of yellowish. Is there any, like, writing on it? You brush away some of the soot and dust... And there does appear to be, not writing, but a drawing in relief. There is a lizard folk who looks like he is bare-chested, but he has kind of like a tunic around his waist. He holds in one hand a very large spear, and in the other hand, holding it above his head, is something that looks strangely like the tablet that you're holding. In the corner of the top of the tablet, sun shines down, or rays of light, you're presuming, shine down towards the tablet, And out of the top of the tablet, a line is drawn. That line heads towards what looks to be a pyramid or a temple structure. So that's all been carved out onto the stone. He's kind of in the bottom left corner. 
and often the distance kind of obviously scaled a little bit smaller to, to display obviously the distance between them is that temple pyramid. So Noah, let me the, get this straight. Yes. You're saying that the lizards built the pyramid. Yes, it was actually the draconians the whole time. Oh my that's god. A, that's an archaeologist <laughs> speaking, so you know you know that I only speak the truth when it comes to archaeology. No human beings could have built the pyramids, people. Wake up. It was Sheeple. draconians. They are inside our governments, they are inside our news organizations, and they're assimilating. They're taking us into their ships, they're changing us into draconians. It's a whole theory I have. You can check more of it out on the D&D Norian website. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, cool. So it's pointing towards pyramids. That's a that's a good clue. So it's a good hint, yeah. Or, or it's okay. nothing, one or the other. Or it's nothing and just junk, right? Yeah. yeah. I uh, usually just describe junk pretty pretty deeply and with a lot of detail. Okay, so I tucked that into my loincloth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I say I think that's everything here, Mr. Bright Lord. Yes, Mr. Fire Lord. <laughs> Jeez, it's so formal. <laughs> I, okay, I so Lothian out. and Luth walk by and look inside the large uh, room that you're in. They say, find anything interesting? No. Okay, roll me a deception check. You have a very large tablet with a gem in your hand. 18 plus 5. Okay, uh, they see your check and they meet it. 23. Oh, shit, never mind. <laughs> they they try and incite you. They don't succeed, but they do see the tablet in your hand, so they say, what's that? Uh, I don't really know. I was going to take it back to uh, Orion and see if he, thought, if he knew anything about it. So he looks at you and says... Good idea. We didn't find anything else in any of the houses. What good are you? <laughs> well, there wasn't much to fucking find, Lothian says to you. Oh, boy. Are we gonna dance? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Luth says, come on, let's go. And he yeah. heads towards the Drakta. Okay, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys enter the Drakta. And Arda is propping herself up on her one arm that is not shattered. She looks to you and says, My grandfather's tablet. You found it. Uh, yes, I did. And I flex. <laughs> okay, a classic Tyson McKay move. Um, <laughs> I'm slightly triggered right now. Are you triggered? You yes. want You want to maybe just jump on his back and stab him with your trident? I'm ready, you? yeah. You know what? Okay. Let's pull out the trident. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. I'll, let you, I'll let you do it, but I, I, I just know that I don't agree with this. <laughs> you know what? Let me call Jack Bauer. I love how that's as much as a DM can do, or at least as much as a DM should do. These DMs who, like, make players do anything, it's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. You know, uh, as a DM, you can just say, hey, hey, stop it, as the players are just murdering each other. <laughs> I, I don't agree with this. <laughs> You're each getting timeouts. I say, so, uh, who is your grandfather? She said, Ozode. He was uh, the leader of our people. I was to be his heir. Do you know where he went? No, I fear he was taken by the Yonti. Well, I assume that was his house we were in then. Yes, the large one beside the Drakthe, that is his. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there was we found blood near the tablet. It doesn't look so good. So, her face falls, but then her face shows resolve as she looks forward and says, We will rescue them. We have to. I like this one. Ooh, <laughs> little bit of rivalry between the fire, <laughs> fireman and Fievel. It's the triangle of love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
All right, listeners, call in with uh, with your your ideas. Who do you think Arda should choose? The Evelyn <laughs> or Fireman? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be taking all of your suggestions on Twitter, on our uh, on our page, and on all the comments on Podbean. So uh, feel free to comment. Who do you think Arda should choose? I think I say we leave it up to the players, <laughs> to the to the to the listeners. I should say. No, no, players. Yeah, our players. Either one. It's fine. She looks to you uh, and says as she nods I need to rest but I'll be well again soon and uh, Orin looks to Fievel and says you have any more of those fancy spells (laughs) for who well for the girl obviously (laughs) yes I do have a couple more up my sleeve can they heal broken bones I that's out of my caliber well then we'll need to wait unless we wish to go forth without her down Regardless, we need our rest. Nightfall is coming, and I suggest we all take watch. A fire is lit in the middle of the Drakta, smoke kind of coming from it. All the men seem to kind of position themselves seated, not directly uh, in front of the the windows of the Drakta, because that would obviously just be a sniper's delight, but they all take turns in shifts, uh, watching and stepping outside in teams of two, making sure they don't hear anything coming in. And Arda speaks on the stories her grandfather used to tell. Arda speaks as the flames kind of die down and crackle. The Yonti were one of the, um, the original human civilizations. Their society built great temples of stone and forged metal into armor, tools, and weapons. In their ceremonies, it is said they paid homage to the snake as the embodiment of the qualities they most appreciated. They developed a philosophy, a philosophy of separating emotion from intellectual pursuits, allowing them to focus their energy on personal advancement and expanding their territory. They believe themselves to be the most enlightened mortals in the world, and in their hubris they sought to become even greater. It is said the serpent gods of the primordial world heeded their prayers and hissed dark commands to their ears. Their people tainted their souls by performing human sacrifices in the name of their gods debased their flesh by cannibalizing their victims, and then performed sorcerous rituals while writhing in pools filled with living snakes that enabled them to mix their flesh with that of serpents, becoming like the gods in body, thought, and emotion. Freed from the limitations of their human bodies, they used their abilities to conquer new lands and expand their borders. But it was over a thousand years ago the Yonti disappeared. Their last civilizations in the south went quiet, and no one heard of them since. They controlled most of Norian a long time ago, but it is said that they died out. Some said they were waiting for a time when the world of Norian was weak to strike again. I fear the worst, my friends, for our loved ones who were taken from us. Orin kind of takes his oh my tin God, cup. Our loved ones. What happened to the slaves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slaves are gone, man. All your your entire village is gone. I, I thought you would be more upset about this, but I think you just realized now. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did just realize. I've had a lot going um, on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Orin raises his glass, his his tin cup filled with some some ale, and nods his head, bowing it forward uh, to the, the mention of loved ones lost. She says, Not much is known of their civilization, except that it is cruel heartless and caste-based. The abominations and anathemas are at the top of the chain. Powerful demi-serpents 
that have embodied their forms with powerful traits of the snakes they so wish to em emulate. There are the Malisons, imperfected compared to abominations, but still a step above the humankind in the eyes of the serpent gods. And then the purebloods, most human-like, only exhibiting one or two snake-like features. They can pass for human, and they function as infiltrators, taking down entire governments, cities, and towns. I fear the worst, my friends, but together, I know we can take on this challenge. Each of my players, you all gain 500 experience points for, first of all, escaping your chains and bonds. Nice. Okay. Again. And also, so that's 250. And then taking on the quest line are lost people, for which you gain 250 experience points. Holy, that's a level up. Woo! I think I'm at level up too then. Nice level up. I'm dancing right now, <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> Now watch me whip. Um, so, <laughs> sure. we have a level up in the house. Congratulations to Tyson McKay. Good stuff there. I think really, I level really up cool. as well. Ooh, Bright Lord level up too. That's two level ups in a, in a game. Awesome stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, to recap, freed from the chains of the Bullywogs. Let them go with all their gold. Still a decision I don't know about. I mean, it's up to you guys, but, you know, you, if your boy was playing, you best believe those frogs would be uh, penniless right now. Uh, they uh, moving might be. on, they... we took down where they went, <laughs> and we will yeah, find fair. them. Yeah, a later torment date. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not down to do it today, but sometime. No, no, uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they met with some knights of the new moon, some emissaries from Ryberry. Moving on, they headed to the lizard folk encampment, where they discovered that many prisoners were taken there as well, as was happening in Ryberry, and. Our friends Orin and Arda shed some light on who they believe to be the, the culprits, the Yon-Ti, an emotionless serpent-humanoid race. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. As always, I am your DM, joined by our players Fievel Mausenthrov, Tyson McKay, and of course our bright lord, Ro Rogar Ragnak. <laughs> so, Please say it uh, right. Take, <laughs> take care, have a fantastic uh, morning, evening, or night, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Dicey D20. Fireman out. <laughs> hey, what's up, DiceyD20 fans? Next week, we're going to be doing something a little different. Since this is our mid-season episode, we're going to be looking a little behind the scenes of DiceyD20 and talking about what's happened so far in the season. Hope you guys enjoy. See you next week.